Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh. All right. Hello, and thanks for coming back from a surprise midweek podcast. We, uh, you know, we're kind of on this uh, Kenyan Lansdale like tour this week. Lansdale. So, uh, no, I I corrected myself. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like Lonsdale. Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't call me out in front of my fans. <laughs> You're not my mom. <laughs> anyways so um yeah so basically we went on our tour after he was a guest on rupaul's drag race this last episode three and we uh you know talked about love simon in that podcast and then i guess after that stoney and jamal watched love simon and Stoney was like, okay, girl, we got to do a podcast about this. So, so Stoney, can you tell me why you just really felt so passionate about recording this podcast? Ugh. Okay, this is hard because I had wanted to watch Love, Simon for a while and just like I kind of put it off. And then like we've had some time off like with Christmas break and all that. So Jamal and I last night decided to watch Love, Simon and... Honestly, like, I thought it was a cute movie. Like, I'm not going to bash, like, the movie in general. Like, I thought it was good. But it also kind of just, like, pissed me off because I was like, this movie is such bullshit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) because I just felt it like it was so, it was just, like, too perfect. And, like, they tried to make it in this whole, like, oh, everything in life is, like, perfect, except I'm gay. If there wasn't this, like, one thing in my life, then, like, I would totally be, like, a totally, like, awesome person. But because, like, I'm gay, so now, like, everything's wrecked. I'm just like, okay, bitch, like, this is too much for me. (laughs) Like, I need to, like, break it down because I'm super annoyed right now. See, I thought you would have liked the movie because Simon was going to see Radiohead in concert. Yeah. Yeah, I know it was like April 2nd, according to his chalkboard, but <laughs> um, I was like, first of all, that's probably not even a real date, and they were just like trying to make him this like hipster in the movie. Oh, we should have looked that up. Yeah, so I'm just like, this isn't real to me. <laughs> I'm going to Snopes this later. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I see where you're coming from. I enjoyed this, but we all know I'm like the cheese ball. I get all of Stoney's points. I do, but it was it was fun to watch this little cute little secret romance bloom. I might have some experience in this yeah. department, except emails weren't involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So before we get too far into it, why don't we just sort of give a short synopsis in case for some reason the people listening haven't seen Love Simon yet? Uh, so, Love Simon, it follows the story of Simon, who is in the closet. He is gay. And uh, eventually, there's this like uh, drama board, I guess you would call it, for their high school. And so, someone writes that they're also gay, but in the closet so then they start emailing each other and they like start to develop feelings for each other and he's trying to figure out simon's trying to figure out who uh the character called blue is and at some point the uh one of the guys in his drama department blackmails him into helping him get with one of these girl one of the like one of the girls in his like little Mm -hmm. clique so 
Uh, so it's like Simon, a white girl, <laughs> a black, girl, <laughs> this other black guy. They're really they I they didn't strike so much of a nerve to remember their names, but I know uh, Abby was the hot one because she was the girl Martin wanted. Well, oh, yeah. so one of the do she, she played one Wonder of the Woman. boys somehow got onto the computer that Simon was using and discovered the emails. And this boy that discovered the emails was into Abby, which Abby was the black girl, but the black guy liked Abby. So like, we're so good at movie reviews. I know. Like I'm not even, I, I think we should just say she was the brown girl. We don't know I'm not for sure, sure. Of her nationality. But anyway, basically like Abby did not like this idiot that found the emails, but like Simon was like obliged to basically push the guy to Abby or Abby to the guy because he found the emails. Okay, I looked up all their <laughs> names. So the squad is the the white girls Leah. We have Abby, of course. We've been talking about her. And then sort of in the periphery is Bram and the uh, other uh, guy's Nick. Nick. And the guy that is blackmailing them, his name is Martin. Yes. I mean, all creeps are named Martin, so... <laughs> yes, a nice ethnically mixed group here. This is good for the viewer. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that's, like, slightly kind of caught my nerve is, like, at the end, when they find out who the person that is, like, the secret person is, then they all, like... Because, you know, one of their things is all getting iced coffee together. And so I'm like, okay, so why did they make the other black character also get coffee with cream in it? So it's like only the black people get coffee with cream in it. I don't know if I was like, Whoa. <laughs> if that was just me nitpicking. I but did not even catch that. Good job. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> so he gets blackmailed. Uh, then Martin like tries, you know, trying to get with Abby. It doesn't work out. So then to distract everyone from that. He posts that the emails that he saved from Simon. Mm -hmm. So Simon is outed. All of his friends find out like what he was doing behind their backs and then like basically defriended him. And keep in mind, Leah also is like Mm -hmm. in love with Simon. Yeah. Which is like very realistic, I think, to to give you. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So, um, so yeah. So then basically you know uh the the guy that's blue like kind of retreats because they kind of see how everyone reacted to simon there's you know the typical homophobe bullies at school that start to pick on simon after he's outed and then you know it all leads up to this you know they reconcile Mm -hmm. and then it all leads up to this fair where uh simon's gonna find out who his secret admirer is his secret pen pal and ends up being Bram. Hey, Mr. Lonsdale. Mr. Lonsdale. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So, no, I thought this was cool because, like, I don't know, like, watching this movie, for me, like, I was friends with everyone from all, you know, ethnic backgrounds and um, just backgrounds in general. But there's a nice mix of people here. So I kind of appreciated the whole, like, interracial couple kind of spin because you don't see too much of that. So I, I like that a lot. Yeah. And, like, part of me was like, well, maybe I'm just, like, being jealous right now because of my high school experience. Like, maybe I'm just jealous because there wasn't a Lonsdale in my high school that I fell in love with, which yeah. is probably true. Like, there probably is this part, like, jealousy there, but I don't know. <laughs> like, the story to me was just, like, total bullshit. Like, I just don't understand. 
<laughs> yeah, there were things that were like kind of irritating about the story. For example, like Martin's whole existence and storyline <laughs> because <laughs> it was like in this like kind of, you know, in a movie about queer people, you know, you have this like creepy straight dude blackmailing a girl into liking him basically. It's like in this modern day and age, that's just like a storyline that I don't think we need to see, you know. Yeah, I think it was interesting, you know, the whole play with like social media because i think the most exciting thing we had back in school was like you know fucking live journal or myspace i didn't get a myspace till i left high school yeah zanga so just the whole (laughs) like social media aspect like someone saying to you like oh i screenshot your emails and i'm a creep so this is how i'm gonna get you to help me which is totally fucked up but i mean nowadays there's like revenge porn and all these housewives are coming on the reunion shows with screenshots and receipts (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that definitely is the culture now which is kind of a shame you know it's like why can't people just like mind their own business yeah (laughs) I think for me, like the problem I had with the movie, I enjoyed the concept of the movie and I felt like it was a cute movie and I I enjoyed it overall. I just think that a lot of the problem I had with it was more so the fact that basically they're like, I felt like they normalized being gay. Like they're almost just like, oh, well, everything in my life is perfect. Like I'm fine, but there's this one thing that I... Like, I'm gay, and if it wasn't for that, everything would be fine. And I'm just like... For you, the perception is your life is just so miserable because you happen to be gay. Yeah, and I'm just like... But everything's fine. I don't know. I just felt like it's... I just felt like it was too much. Like, it was almost like they're just like, oh, well, like, being gay is just, like, very minor. Like, it's not a big deal. I don't know. Like, I just felt like this is not normal coming out story. Like, Mm -hmm. if you were in middle America or in the Midwest, like, this is not how coming out works. Like, this is just, oh, like, I'm in California and, like, everyone's liberal and, like, it's totally cool. I'm just running around my suburb. I don't know. I just thought it was, like, BS the whole time. So, like... For me, I think, um, you know, being in high school, I felt I kind of related to the movie because, um, for example, uh, I was—I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. I probably have. But I, the way I came out was because someone <laughs> saw my MySpace mm. and like I basically got outed myself. So in a, it's kind of similar to the movie. So, you know, and also, you know, I was bullied throughout high school for just you know for being overweight and also for um being gay even though i never was out in high school at all Mm -hmm. you know that's just kids being like dicks because of course they just pick on everyone for being gay but when you're actually gay yeah (laughs) then it's like affects you more like i remember (laughs) one time like i had this kind of like fleece i would like basically always wear because that's like kind of like what everyone did at our school because we were like i don't know weird i guess but everyone would just like everyone thought it was like cool just to have like this little fleece pullover and you just basically wear it all day anyways so like i wear that and then one day i like go home and take it off and someone had written fag like on the back of my fleece so the whole day i just been wearing this like fleece around and so i can definitely relate to the movie a lot because you know i've had other you know there's other examples of course but i mean i didn't really have like a love story in high school (laughs) when i was 
a freshman, one of the seniors, like art, he was like one of the art kids. And he was like, I thought he was really interesting because he was like so much different than like everybody in our school. And he like offered to suck my dick. And I, and I was like so scared. You're like, no. <laughs> it's like, I'm just a freshman in high school. Wow. And he's a senior. And it was yeah i mean so i don't know there so so basically maybe for me like i could relate to more aspects of this and and i feel the same way go ahead oh like i don't want to say that like i totally like don't relate to it because there were aspects that i did like when he was talking to his father and his father was like saying like negative things about gay people like i totally related to that because growing up like i would read into everything my parents said about gay things or gay people and it's like okay well now i don't know like what they think because they said this one comment about a gay person or like even just i don't know like just dealing with the pressure of like somebody in high school liking you and you're not sure if they're like into you Mm -hmm. like more than friends so there were aspects of it that i was like oh like i can definitely see my own experience in this and maybe a part of it is the fact that you know i graduated high school in 2004 what are we we're talking like 14 years later, 14 years is a lot of time. Like maybe perceptions have changed. I just felt like my high school experience was nothing like this movie portrayed at all. Like I was just like, this is like (laughs) weird to me. Well, I think you bring up a good point because it's going to be regional. So like if you're in a flyover state or you're from Southern Indiana or, you know, even where I'm from, it looks similar to what was in the movie just because there's a little more around but if you're from a smaller town or even a really big city i don't think you'll truly be able to connect to the experience like for me i just think it's cute to see like this love story and sure like i get what stoney's saying like everything in this kid's this white boy's life is perfect (laughs) outside of the fact that he happens (laughs) to be gay and i say that because i think maybe if love simon was like bram's story and simon was actually like you know if the roles were changed we saw it more through like bram's eyes blue's eyes like i wonder if stoney would be more into the story then just because it's different and we already have our pose like we have those stories but this is just like a white bread with sprinkles is what i think stoney's saying but i like the movie i enjoyed it So I just want to say something else like this is and here's the thing like movies can this movie in general is probably created just to give like a light fun like relationship. We're trying to make it mainstream drama right for the mainstream like if you look at I guess for what I'm saying is is it realistic. I don't think so like to me like a movie like Moonlight is more realistic because that's actually like something that's you know to me is actually real and like representative of you have like a lot of like race issues and like gay and a black community that type of thing whereas this movie is just more more like fun like rom-com that type of thing so i don't know like it is what it is it just for me i had a hard time like enjoying like i enjoyed the movie but i had a hard time like being like this is like the best movie ever because i was just like this is all bs to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i definitely like at the end when they kind of like meet up on the on the ferris wheel i did think of jamal because he's like yeah i am jewish and i'm black (laughs) and so it's like because i remember when 
Jamal is like Jamal in, in college would always be like, yeah, I'm the the gay black uh, kid from Alaska, and it's just like lots of different yeah. like <laughs> layers Tags. to being who it's you like are. When anybody introduced yeah. me, he's black and gay and from Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the issues, though, I did have with the movie is that so that his friends are like make the whole thing about them basically and they're like oh my god i can't believe you do this to us i didn't like, like that either um, i hated that excuse i you. was so pissed i was like you bitches could all be dragged <laughs> you guys all suck like oh abby and like he they didn't get to date for like what like two months right. or something they could have dated two months longer and like yeah she loved simon uh leah but uh, simon's gay <laughs> so right luck, and in the end he still had to be accepted back into their circle you notice that right right well and yeah. i had uh, like i that was one part I really related to because in college, whenever I came out, there was like a few people in my group that they were just like, oh, well, you weren't very truthful with us about this or that because like I had been kind of like, I had never like came out and said like, oh, I'm into guys basically. Like I would kind of, you know, there was a period in my life where I, I had attempted to basically try to date girls right so like whenever they would talk to me about it be like oh well like are maybe into this girl maybe into that girl and then they kind of like held it against me after i came out Mm. and i could like relate to simon in that aspect where it was like okay well why are people so harsh when it's like we were dealing with this aspect of our lives that we weren't sure about i just felt that was one part of the movie where i was like okay well i can like relate to this aspect of it because Mm -hmm. why are people like holding you so accountable for things that you were struggling with at the time yeah right i mean all of all of their issues when you think about it are so trivial like i mean i'm not saying what simon did was like a great thing but if simon comes to his group of friends and is like hey like i'm really sorry about this but like this kid was like blackmailing me and i like felt like i had to do this to protect myself mm-hmm. it's like why aren't they mad at martin right like go go fuck with why his aren't life. they dragging martin <laughs> like, that's you know? exactly right because also what i'm going through is way more intense than what any of your bullshits like worried about like Simon basically got caught in a bad game of telephone. Everything just got back to people, but this is like his actual life. And they're just like, nah, queen, we're mad at you. (laughs) Yeah. If he's like, sorry, I was being blackmailed. I should have been like, oh, okay. Like, I get it now. And it's like, it's like kind of sucks, like how this all played out. And, but I understand the reason why you were Mm -hmm. doing it. So I thought like that sort of thing was just like forced to make, it seemed like Simon had like nothing in his yeah. life, which I mean, I guess is true when you do come out. Cause I mean, you can, maybe they're just trying to amplify that loneliness that. or the, the perception of being lonely alone. Right. But I felt like it was kind of not a responsible way to show it at also, yeah. you know, because they could have done that in another oh, yeah, way. I agree 100%. I mean, I feel like the movie in general was, this is a safe movie for like suburban housewives to feel comfortable with gay people. They're like, oh, I watched Love, Simon this weekend. And like, they're just like us. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's so true. Like, like some Vicky or Tamara like, is having this conversation Yeah, right like now. suburban housewife isn't going to watch Moonlight. They're going to be like, oh my God, this was tragic. But like, if they can watch Love, Simon, yeah. they're like, oh, well, there's this like, cute like white boy. Could you and picture like Cameron from like, he the has Real a, Housewives of Dallas? Yeah, She's like, like oh, 
<laughs> they love just like we do. Yeah, they live in a nice house, like in the suburbs. And that's cute. It's tragic that he was gay and his like his friends like oh, I don't know weren't so friends bad. with him for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can see that it is, you know, it is much more of a mainstream attempt to to have, you know, mm-hmm. a gay movie or a queer movie in in the mainstream, which is nice. It's always nice to see us being represented in in mainstream movies, and I'm sure it did help a lot of people because this could be something a lot of younger kids could relate to. Whereas, like, maybe not, you know, for Call Me by Your Name, maybe that's a little bit unattainable, yeah, you know, yeah. unaccessible for them. So I don't know. I thought that it was the first time I really was kind of bothered by it, but I do find the movie like really endearing mm-hmm. now. I really enjoyed the mu- the music that they the put music in the movie was great. because I love bleachers yes. and that was a lot of the movie in it or a yeah. lot of the music in the movie. I knew who they were as soon as the song came on. So I was pumped about that. Yeah. I got excited about that. They put the who yes. in there and I like loved that song and i also loved his room too like i would love to have a bed where like it's like in an alcove and then all the walls are our chalk, um, chalk yeah board. that was pretty neat that was pretty awesome especially yeah. if you're like in high school or teenager. this is definitely like where my jealousy kicked in because it was like fuck you like i wish i had a fucking room like that <laughs> i know like i would <laughs> i wish i could just lay there and jerk off to daniel radcliffe every oh night my gosh. he's like i have a great view of like the landscaper and next door i could just like jerk off to him that landscaper was hot (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was also like his dad was hot too it's like not that like if you were his son you wouldn't want to like jerk off to your dad but like (laughs) (laughs) let's not take it there i'm not i don't even know where the rest of that was going but i'm just saying like it's always good to like have a hot dad right even though if it's your dad like then he's not really hot but I'm just saying, like, he, his dad was hot. Like, no, he is. He is. <laughs> well, I plead the fifth on that conversation. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we got to give, like, while we're talking about the hotties in the movie, we got to give a shout out to Cal, who was played by Miles Heiser from 13 Reasons uh-huh. Why, and also a guest judge on RuPaul's yes, Drag Race. Yes, he was. He looks really cute with, like, Nirvana-esque yeah, it's hair. very, like, bushy, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh... I wish it was. I wish Blue was him with his little like. I mean, subtle serial killer stare that is some somewhat (laughs) sexy. (laughs) Also, yeah, I've always found myself attracted (laughs) to serial killers. Can I just say real quick too, like the fact that like Jennifer Garner is your mother is just like bullshit to me too. Like, oh my gosh, she's too like I don't know. Like the fact I don't know if you're living like in middle class and like you have <laughs> Jennifer Garner as your mom like you can't complain about fucking anything like just go back to bed like no one needs to like care from you Sony's <laughs> like your mom is Electra bitch calm down <laughs> I don't know that movie kind of sucked though but Jennifer Garner is pretty it wasn't cool the best <laughs> um the last thing I really connected with and I think this is a funny time to share the story so like when I started to really figure out that I was gay was like in middle school so in eighth grade I was at a track meet and I caught eyes with this guy and you know how you just linger when you make that like connection and then nothing yeah the cranberries saying about that (laughs) (laughs) do you have to I didn't see him again that day. I saw him at the actual event. We were both like field guys. And then I didn't see him after that. And then a year later, I saw him again. And we like traded like emails or something. And then sophomore year, 
he kind of turned into like my secret fling. I don't think it was like love or anything, but it was very strategic because he went to the school on the opposite side of town and people would always ask what I was doing. It was like, oh, I'm going to hang out with Shauna. But, you know, nobody knew Shauna was actually Sean. (laughs) Uh oh. Secrets. Plot twist. So I like that. Oh my God, it's Sean. The kind of like secretness of it all. Like you don't want to be in the closet, but just I guess if you're thinking about the actual like crush phase, I always like that in little love stories because it's so exciting and just such a real feeling. This movie actually, though, just real quick, wants to make me watch Parks of Being a Wallflower because it's more superior, like, movie about young, like, romantic relationships. This is, like, the B movie of that. So I'm, like, ready for, like, the real movie (laughs) of it. (laughs) I mean, it is definitely a different story. There are queer characters in Perks of Being a Wallflower, Uh but um, I think that... I don't know how to compare those two because it is kind of different. Should we talk about the contrast in Simon and Ethan? Like, how do you think they came up with the character Ethan and Love Simon? He was the black guy with the super pressed hair, super preppy style, but he also didn't take anybody's bullshit. Um, I think that... Do you think there's like a strategy there? Or do you think this is just the character? I couldn't figure it out. Do you mean like... I'm I'm a little confused. Well, they're kind of like look at Ethan in comparison well, is to Ethan Simon. Gender like binary Wait, or Bram? like no the other gay kid the like Wait. super like I don't want to the really really oh, really like, okay sp- sparkly one. <laughs> I didn't remember the name of that character because he's just okay. like I'm well one he's black <laughs> and two he's like all of his friends are like probably the future Real Housewives of whatever city that's in and he's oh, like course. dressed really well. <laughs> And we see these like jocks bully him and he just gets right back with them. Like he's not taking their well, shit. Before Seth jumps in, like I just want to say like the part that annoyed me about, and I forgot to mention this, but like the part that annoyed me was Simon never stuck up for Ethan. Yeah. Like I felt like That's Simon was, was like super that. privileged in the fact that he was in this position where maybe he didn't come off as gay as much as like Ethan. So like he was able to kind of blend in. Whereas Ethan really didn't have a choice because Ethan is who Ethan is, right? And so people like, well, make observations. Oh, well, Ethan's gay because the way he dresses or the way he acts, where Simon is like, oh, well, I can pretend to be straight, so it's fine. Uh huh. I think, I don't know if I, I think because when, you know, at the, for most of the movie, Simon's in the closet. So, you know, him sticking up for Ethan would be like, basically coming out as being gay you know that would put a target on his back but then when he was outed i mean the two like homophobic guys they were kind of making fun of both him and ethan at the same Mm -hmm. time and i mean at that point he was going because he was you know simon when i was gonna go stick up for them so kind of in a way he did stick up for ethan in that way he's kind of getting there i think there's just like a lot of symbolism there because not only is ethan's character just like way out there like there's no denying this kid probably didn't have to come out like people just know like somebody who you know they just see him that's a gay person they also see that he's black person and then simon here is just like blending in like super like the contrast not necessarily like the race but they're trying to make it so severe the differences and then that that kind of the center of the venn diagram were those opportunities for simon to kind of join in and support ethan and 
not let Ethan kind of come in as a savior towards the end to share his words of wisdom. Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting that they show different spectrums of you know, different types of gay people, basically, Uh uh because, you know, you have Ethan, who's more uh, feminine and like also, you know, being black also kind of plays a little bit of a part of it because they kind of talk about like how his parents like don't want to like have him come out to like their family and stuff like that. Yeah, they still talk about the girls he's dating. Mm -hmm. Right. And then with Simon, even in his journey to being more comfortable with himself being gay, like he's like, you know, goes through like what he thinks is a stereotypical gay dance number and he's like oh how do i dress gay and like you can tell like he was sort of trying to fit the stereotype he could tell it just like wasn't for him basically so that was interesting Mm -hmm. too nice yeah i i don't think that love simon is a bad movie it definitely took me a couple watches to become fond of it and enjoy the story because the first time i saw it i kind of had the same feelings as stony because i was like wow this is just like so mainstream there's like doesn't seem to be much depth to it and you know it's not a lot of the experiences that most gay people have it's not surely not the experience that I had you know while I could relate to having similar experiences overall that wasn't really you know my Mm -hmm. experience and um and yeah so as gay people it's just interesting all the different types of stories that we have you know we have call me by your name in the mainstream and then we had love simon so maybe there'll be like another movie similar uh moonlight also was in the mainstream got nominated for awards broke back mountain yeah so i mean there are some and so hopefully maybe this can just be sort of like the intro like the tip of the iceberg into having more queer representation in cinema and in mainstream cinema yeah definitely a step in the right direction yeah and i think that's my take takeaway like it wasn't my favorite because i think of the mainstream aspect of it but at the end of the day you probably need those things right everyone's experience is different like all of us when you know we're coming out as gay like we all have different experiences so there's different stories to tell in each aspect right and this is just happens to be like the upper middle class uh, <laughs> representation of coming out like in current day, right? So it's right. it's important to have all of those stories told. I guess that's where it came down to. I was more like annoyed with just because I'm like, I can't relate to the story like totally. But I think at the end of the day that they're all stories that are real and represent truly like coming out as a gay person. So in that aspect, I agree with it. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, a lot of the moment where Simon's coming out like I definitely could relate to that even like I felt like some of the lines that I thought in my head were like lifted out of my head into this movie (laughs) like the whole like well just because I'm gay that doesn't change who I am you know that it's just like a part of me and I like definitely remember being like thinking like that you know after coming out it's like I don't want people to look at me differently because I'm gay it's like I'm just stale at the same person I'm just not gonna go like try and date girls Mm -hmm. so I did I did relate to a lot of it I thought it was a you know kind of like Stoney said a a good first like mainstream movie that's even more accessible for a lot of people than call me by your name Mm -hmm. so I mean it's I I I don't want to hate on like queer cinema at all because I just want to appreciate what we do have. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, you know, our community is going to be the most sensitive to these films because we know that there's so much more. So we have to keep that in mind too. It's like um, watching the X-Men series and you're still waiting for a storm movie. 
<laughs> Pretty soon, you know, there's somebody out there right now listening. They're like, yeah, well, you know, where's the Asian American gay story? You know, there's just so many different angles and right. avenues to explore and expose. But that'll come in time, I think. Yeah. So maybe that's the challenge for all of you listening is to, uh, you know, write your own story, write your own gay movie or something like that and show what you want to be shown as a part of your own experience or something like that. Maybe if you're not feeling that, uh, (laughs) (laughs) to writing a whole movie, you can just, uh, you can send us emails. Of course, you know, we'll be happy to respond to that. You can send us DMS about your experiences in high school. If you want to share those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought love Simon was good. And I, and if you do watch it more than once, you kind of can, for me at least, I analyze the details of it more and kind of like grew to enjoy the movie more. So maybe, maybe if you didn't like it the first time you saw it, maybe watch it again and see if you feel differently. But I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation about Love Simon. Uh, happy New Year! Hopefully, your uh, first few days of 2019 have been going well. Hope you didn't cheat on your diets yet or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. I'll be in sweatpants. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Joggers. Uh, I'll be in my eating dress. I don't know. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining us for an extra episode. Thanks, Stoney, for starting this conversation. Hopefully you feel better now because <laughs> you were like really raging last night. I do. Night. After I like got through my rage texting and like had some time to think about it, I'm much more calm. So <laughs> I'm glad we talked about it though. So now I can just like move on with my life in 2019. <laughs> I'll watch it again by myself. Yeah. Yeah. New year to me. Woosah. <laughs> 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 Hashtag blast. <laughs> Hashtag blast. <laughs> Hashtag cold brew. <laughs> Major key. Yeah. Did anyone else notice that only the black people got the cream in their coffee? I don't know. <laughs> Is that like a stereotype that I don't know about? I don't know. It's still like, it's still in I the didn't back notice of my mind. That, I, I didn't catch say. that, but typically, yeah, that's a stereotype is that we like sweet coffee. Oh, I couldn't tell if it was because they were both black or if it was because the whole point of her, Abby, having the iced coffee was that... Um, Nick remembered like oh this is how she likes it so maybe that maybe. was like the storytelling way of showing oh well Simon remembers how Bram likes his coffee oh yeah maybe and also you know maybe it was something super hipster and bougie like coconut milk or almond milk or soy I don't know I'm gonna do a research project about coffee and cold brew <laughs> in the LGBT community <laughs> so it really just bothers me and i need to get to the bottom of it so i'm gonna go and do an investigative piece about this and we'll post it on the website i'm getting thesis vibes do it yes 500 words or more girl oh no i've got three (laughs) fuck this I have four. Fuck this shit all right we need to end this podcast Wait, I thought you guys wanted a two-hour podcast. No. You said you wanted to be extra long. You're done, girl. It's 2018. We need to go. We have bubbles to drink. I got to go make my avocado toast anyways, so I'll... <laughs> I don't got time to be yelled at in 2019. Shout out to Kara. Seth will see her soon. Yes. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for listening to this podcast. We'll be back on Monday with a normal RuPaul's Drag Race recap. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you guys soon. Happy New Year. Bye.